This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard. I bet you're wondering, who am I? Why am I here? What the hell is funny people talking? <sighs> exactly. This is Funny People Talking. Hi, my name is Alexi Bolden. I am a SNL scholarship recipient at Second City, and I would rather pluck my armpit hairs uh, with tweezers while sitting in the ocean and letting fish serenade me um, than listen to funny people talk. Hello, everybody. My name is Kylie Y. Turner. I'm a comedian, actress, writer, producer, puppeteer, and I would rather have my hand up my puppet's ass while getting hemorrhoid surgery than listen to funny people talking. This is Gabby Castillo. I am an actress and comedian in the making. And I would rather be giving blood with a doll needle than to be listening to funny people talking. Hi, my name is Morgan Van Dyne. I'm a comedian, and I would rather take a hot piss on my neighbor's flower garden than listen to funny people talking. Hey everybody and welcome to Funny People Talking. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Rako, and I am missing my producer, Elsie, who's not able to be here. But uh, it's okay, one of our other hosts, actually also not here, Dresden is not with us at the moment because poor Dresden had a flat tire on the way to the office. But I'm hopeful maybe eventually she will show up on the show at some point, so that's the big mystery. That's the big to be concluded, I guess. But the good news is I am definitely not alone. We have a record, not one, not two, not three, four guests on the show today. Wow. And these four guests, they are the four recipients of a new scholarship for diverse comedic talent in partnership with dun, 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 Saturday Night Live. Wait, I have to say it in my Saturday Night Live voice. Saturday Night Live! And this is announced by the incredible and incomparable legendary comedy institution, The Second City in Chicago. So what is so cool is that the scholarship was designed to grant comedians at different levels of experience, the opportunity to further their professional development at the Second City. And in addition to receiving performance and writing training there, they will be connected directly with SNL talent executives, and they'll have an opportunity to submit an audition tape or a sketch packet to SNL because you never know. This, this is four out of nearly 1,300 applications. So congratulations to all four of you in order by alphabetical last name. Alexi Bolden, who you may remember, is finishing out her last days as an intern at Mouth Media Network, which produces this show. So hi, Alexi. Good to see you again, and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Next up, in order alphabetically, we have Gabby Castillo. Hi, Gabby. Where are you? Oh, so Alexi's in Iowa. Congratulations. And where are you uh, coming in from here? 
Thank you, Mark. I am coming to you from Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, Louisville, Kentucky. So cool. I've never been in Kentucky. Someday. Someday for sure. Coming. Coming. And next up, we have Morgan Van Dyne. Morgan, welcome to the show. Congratulations. Where are you right now? Thank you. I I am in Chicago. I live in Chicago. All right. Awesome. (laughs) Chicago. And then last but definitely not least, we have Kylie Y. Turner. Hi, Kylie. Welcome to the show. Congratulations. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Where are you located? Brooklyn, baby. Brooklyn. All right. Very (laughs) nice. Just down the street. I'm in New York City. And uh, we're so happy to have all of you. We've got a great show ahead. We're going to learn about all of your experiences in applying for the scholarship, learning that you have received it, and what this means for your futures. Later in the show, we'll also talk a little bit about your each of your journeys and hopes and dreams. And we're also, of course, we're we're gonna we're gonna play an improv game, everybody. It's gonna be wild, baby. So that is all coming up in a moment. And of course, our salute to Tina Fey. And who knows, maybe Dresden will show up. So since I don't have Elsie or Dresden to tell me to start the show, I'm gonna list the help of our four distinguished scholarship recipients. All right, everybody, please, would you please tell me to start the show? Please start, start the show. From the Mouth Media Network Studios in New York City, this is Funny People Talking with Mark Rako, Dresden Engel, and Elsie. Hey, everybody. We are here on Funny People Talking with Alexi Bolden, uh, Gabby Castillo, Morgan Van Dyne, Kylie Y. Turner, Kylie's son also that may make an appearance here and there. What's your son's name, Kylie? Elias Tillery. And how old is he? He's two. He is a a lively two years old. Great to see all of you. Thanks for being here. Before we get uh, into your journeys and your scholarship recipients, we have to do something we do on every episode of this show right from the beginning, and that is to pay tribute to the great and powerful Tina Fey. We pray to the comedy gods in the hopes that she will someday stop by, send us a pizza, send a telegram. Come on the show, phone in, whatever it is. A text is even fine. One way or another, (laughs) some way if we put it out there. So I'm going to pray to the comedy gods. I invite you to participate if you're so inclined. If not, Mm -hmm. just stand by with horror on your face. But uh, here we go. Oh, Tina Fey. Please come on the show someday we need you we love you we respect you we revere you all you need to do is come by and someday and if anybody listening has connectivity with tina fey seriously please make it happen we love you amen thank you all right amen all right so let's start here i want to find out what motivated you to apply to the scholarship why do you think you were selected and what was it like to learn that you were selected so i want to start with gabby because gabby out of all of you is the one that had her head down so i was gonna i was gonna pick on her gabby please tell me uh fill us in why did you apply to this like what made you 
say, I need to do this. And if I get it, I'm willing to commit to doing it. And what do you think you did that made you get selected? Okay, that is a loaded question. Gabby here. Um, (laughs) I applied because, uh, I mean, a friend of mine that also uh, goes to the second city, um, she told me, hey, there's this SNL scholarship, you should apply to it. And I was like, okay, let me let me look it up. And I was in a very low, sort of like a artistic break, you know, uh, finding myself moment. Yeah, I was like, I, you know, this whole COVID thing, I was just yeah. like, should I, what's going on? So I applied. Why I think I was selected, you know, I have no idea. But I am sure that it did help, maybe, when they were like, hmm that I had already been taking classes there, maybe in the, you know, I was a student for about a year and maybe because I had been given a scholarship prior. It was a scholarship that was not from SNL, but it was, uh, they have a scholarship for when you're like broke. And when I found out, I was extremely, I was very happy. I thought that the gods of Cuban religions listened to me and <laughs> I, I was just like, I'm about to bring you some candles, some holy water. I'm going to feed you <laughs> all the fruits <laughs> and desserts. Uh, I'm making references to the Afro-Cuban religion of Santeria. So that's actually what happened. And when, when you found out, did you get an email, a call, a letter? of How, how do you learn and, and what was that moment like for you? Yes, yes. I got an email. And then uh, I, the email said to arrange for a call with the uh, talent coordinator, success, the student success coordinator, Lisa. Shout out to Lisa. I, won't, I don't know if she wants to be. Shut up. Her uh, name out cares? there. So I'm just going to say the first yeah. name to be yeah. on the safe side. <laughs> and cool. And what was that like to get that, to have that call? Oh, God. I just, at first it was very foggy. Like, it was like, yes, I accept this is true. I know this happened. This is great. But then it took me maybe weeks to almost a month. It wasn't until I was registered, basically, for classes that and then that it showed, like, yeah. I didn't have to pay anything and the classes were through. Yeah. That I was like, oh, my what? gosh. This is, I, I, this is happening. It's not a joke. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, all right, cool. So let's move on to uh, Morgan. Uh, thank you, Gabby. Morgan, I'm going to offer the same questions, but I want to ask you what, what exactly is included in the scholarship? So they, they provide you uh, some sort of support financially for food. And is that right? Do, do they, do they pay you anything? Is there any, anything that they give you to, or is going, if you don't live in Chicago, it's like, I have this amazing opportunity. I'm going to not have to pay for classes, but I have to figure out a way to make sure that I can be there, locate there, and live there for that period of time. So there's a a bit of a financial commitment to you to make this happen. Uh, I'm sure. not raining on the parade, by the way. But I, <laughs> no, no worries. I didn't get any uh, any food money, but I'm gonna be emailing them about that because uh, no, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> No, luckily for me, like, I already live in Chicago. I actually live, like, very close to Second City. I'm, like, right, one so train stop away, like, a half-hour walk, real close. So that, I had that ticked off my box already. But, yeah, what's included is uh, our classes. And uh, we're each, we kind of have, like, an individually tailored class scheduled based on, like, what we wanted to work on. And then we have, like some meetings and insight with like NBC and SNL to just kind of, you know, 
catch us up on the biz or whatever. And then uh, when we get closer to audition time, we'll also have some coaching that will help us prepare as best we can for those auditions. Awesome. So uh, what made you decide to apply to this? And why do you think you were selected? Would you guess? Sure. Okay. So straight up, (laughs) I went to straight up. I went onto Second City's (laughs) website and I was like, I want you to make something up that has nothing to do with (laughs) it. Could you tell Kylie's story for her? No, I'm about to do a little oversharing. That's what's up. Yes. Um, Because I I was on Second City's website, like being like, man, I really wish I could like get back into things and take some classes because I know what I need to work on. But like, I was like literally looking at class prices and just feeling like really bummed and like, down because I there's no way I could afford them (laughs) and then it like the hey scholarship opportunity thing like popped up and I honestly applied submitted and forgot about it because I was like no way like just (laughs) there's no way right Um, it's just a thing you do it's like buying a lottery ticket you're like I'm never going to win but what the heck yeah submit and forget you know but then I did get it (laughs) which is really exciting by the way that was my nickname in college submit and forget so sorry go ahead (laughs) I think one of the reasons that I got selected and was offered the scholarship is that I was like really honest on my application I talked about not only being a non-binary person and how like I love being non-binary. It's fantastic. But sometimes in like the acting and comedy world, it can be limiting because not because it limits me, but because other people just don't like they get scared about it almost like or like even in like writing class, sometimes people will be like, like they'll only cast me as like male in scenes. And you can tell that they're like, see, see, I'm not making you be a lady. And it's like, it's fine, guys. Like, it's fine. (laughs) Anyway, I was honest about that. And I was really honest about I have a physical disability and a chronic illness. Um, And that's another one where it's like, I really want to be vocal about it in like any platform I have, be able to like speak on it and just make it known that like people who are sick can still be successful. And it's not our whole identity. But at the same time, it can be very like dangerous career wise to share that information. That's how you'll always be labeled from, you'll always be thought in tandem with that instead of proving yourself and then later saying, oh, by the way, I did all this in spite of this yeah. or or in tandem with this. And now you know this about me, but I hear that. That's a tough thing. Yeah. On the other <laughs> hand, who knows what opportunity that can bring you. Definitely. It's a tough and when, call. since it's I've been like, call. you know, more open about it and stopped trying to like hide it, not only has it made it easier for me to be successful just because I can ask for accommodation when I need it and things like that. But also it has brought like new opportunities. I've gotten to work with like a lot of people that I never would have before because they're trying to diversify and include people who have disabilities. So it's, it's all in all been a really positive experience being open about it. Yeah. Well, the good news Morgan is that as much as you keep it to yourself, you still have control over that situation. Once once it's in other people's hands, you can't control the way they decide to act on that or communicate that. So good luck with that super complex thing to navigate. Um, <laughs> but I admire how you've, you've handled that so far. When you got the call, what was that moment like for you other than surprising? 
I was so stoked. Like, 2020 was a real bummer year. I lost two really big, like, major theater contracts because of the pandemic. Um, And it, I, oh, man, it, like, really broke my soul. It hurt so bad. And I felt like, you know, oh, acting is over, man. Um, So this was my first, like, thing, like, back into the entertainment world. So it was, I was over the moon. I was stoked. I literally ran around my apartment and made so much noise that my landlord came down and checked on me straight up. So. (laughs) <laughs> that's that is the greatest that's the great congratulations you know the universe had other plans for you good for you all right <laughs> on to alexi bolden we're gonna leave kylie for the uh cleanup slot on this you know it's funny by the way i said that term i don't know if every one of you is familiar with that term it's a baseball term basically i think it means you're batting fourth so basically you put all the other people on base and then you clean them up by a home run hypothetically and that cleans the bases right well, I said that to someone today in reference, like it was a reference. She didn't know it. And she was a little offended that I had basically called her a cleaning woman. So, and I was like, no, 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 no. Um, explain let me explain. I explained it. And she was like, yeah, okay. But I think this thing was still there from whatever emotion she had felt. So anyway, so Alexi, same questions. We've, we've talked a little bit about this on the show before, but I want to give you the same floor here what made you apply why do you think you got it and and when i say why you got it you know uh i'm i love gabby's answer i love morgan's answer but i also meant like in your application there must have been things you had to submit or write and what do you think that you submitted that might have caught their eye and then what was that moment like getting that call yes so why did i apply yeah, I kind of talked about it on the episode with Robbie Hoffman. Shout out, Robbie. Um, but yeah, well, this isn't that episode, so tell us again. Yes. Um, <laughs> to, to recap, to reiterate, um, <laughs> for those of you who haven't listened to the episode with Robbie, go listen to the episode. But um, Yeah, yeah well, Alexi, yes. Thank you, Alexi, yes. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. That's the end. Intern- Good interning right there. Yes. Good, thank you. Thank you, and now I get a raise. Okay, so I... That's, that's right. <laughs> Five yeah. times your current salary. Yes. Go ahead. Oh, perfect. Zero, zero. I'm a millionaire. That's right. Okay. So a mentor sent the application to me because um, I took her master class. Um, Jessica Jordan, shout out. She's in New York City. Um, she yep. graduated from the school that I go to, University of Iowa. And she knew I was like really into comedy and writing and theater and performance. And I took her master class and she and I had talked afterward and she was like, I think this would be a really good opportunity for you to look at. I looked at the application and I was like, dope, there's no way I'm going to get it, but I'm going to apply. And I had also been involved in theater and speech in high school and then theater in college, um, an improv in college. So this was right up my alley. I was like, dope. And I love sketch comedy. So I applied. And why do I think I got it? Like same thing as Morgan said, like I was very honest with, the questions, but not only was I honest, I was like talking about my experiences and I don't know, (laughs) we'll put it this way. I'm a writer and I think that it was hard to accept that because in in high school I had written slam poetry and people were like, no, you have to write it about being black and about being a woman, about being angry. Um, You're an angry black woman. Racism is scary. And I was like, the theater world is kind of my escape from understanding that the world sees me a certain way. But at the same time, it's not because people will cast you in these roles that are degrading at times or they won't right. even cast you because they haven't thought of a play to include you. So 
I was scared to write because I thought it had to be about black and about being angry. Mm. But it doesn't have to. I love writing and I love being as imaginary as I wish, as fantasy, as sci-fi. So I was just decorative with my writing and the answers. So honest and forthcoming with like my abilities as a writer. So I think I got it because I was honest and I don't know. I just, I tapped in to my artistic resources. Yeah. And getting that phone call, what was that moment like? I was actually having not a bad day, but an inconvenient moment at the time that I got the the email. And it was kind of like a, a reassurance, like everything is going to be okay. Um, and oh. I have those moments in life um, where like, I'm like, oh, this really sucks or something's going on. I wish it wouldn't happen. Um, but I believe in God. And like God and I have this relationship where he's like, I got you. Don't worry about it. And so I was having this moment. I was sitting in my car. I was frustrated. And I got the email. And I screamed. <laughs> Yay. Um, so, yeah, that was it was it was unreal. And I still well, can't believe it sometimes. Well, believe it. Believe it. Congratulations. Thank you for sharing all of that, really. All right. One more to go. Kylie Y. Turner. Tell us why, why you applied, why you think, see what I'm doing there? Why you think uh, <laughs> you got it? What did you do that, that caught their, their attention? And then let us live that moment with you when you found out. Well, I applied because I want to be on SNL. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> and... And you know stone unturned, right? Right. <laughs> and like Morgan said, you know, the the ways prior to pandemic that I thought I was gonna get on SNL. I had just I had just gotten on a mod team at UCB in New York. So I was on Grown Ass Women, which was the first all female mod team. So I was like, Word, I'm there, I'm like there. And then pandemic was like, No, no, you're not there. Um, <laughs> so when I saw the scholarship application, I actually submitted for the one through the pit also because I was uh-huh. like, I am going, I'm getting on SNL and it's going to happen. And Damn. I actually, little known secret, did not get into the pits. <laughs> but I got yeah. into Second City, so that's all that matters. That's right. <laughs> Why yes. do I think they picked me? Because because I threatened them. Um. <laughs> I totally believe that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know where this theater is located and I will show up every day. Now, um, I feel like, I feel like they chose people just, just thinking about this, like while you guys were telling your stories, I feel like they also chose people like based on the ability to like be able to audition for SNL or submit a packet by the end of conservatory or by the end of the program. Right. So I feel like they chose people who, weren't like total novices you know who had some sort of like improv or comedic background and showed them our willingness to be committed our passion and that yeah by the end of this we'll be ready to like rock out an audition now whether or not we get on is a whole nother story but we'll Mm -hmm. definitely be ready to rock out so I feel like that's why I got chose and I feel like it doesn't hurt that I'm a woman of color Um, (laughs) yeah I'm black and indigenous and I also I have two kids so that's like in the comedy world, as I'm sure all of us know, right? Like that's being a woman and having two kids. Because it's different when you're a man and you have kids. You can just leave them with the mom or something, you know? But when you're the primary caretaker, it's really hard to do this this comedy world and stand up and be out at the theaters and whatnot when you're doing that. So I really feel like they were like, man, like she is. She wants she's, it. Yeah. She's not playing. Like she's got two kids yeah. and she's still doing all this and she's committed. Like, yeah. I feel like I showed them 
how serious I was in my drive. That's awesome. That's awesome. Good for you. Well, and the moment you got that, that call, what was that like for you? That was like really piggybacking on what everybody said already, but it was also a little bit of validation, even though we don't need validation in our art, but we do though. Like, <laughs> like I don't need your validation, but I want your validation. <laughs> so. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, you're doing stand up and you're doing it for the laughs and you're doing it yeah. to entertain, but you're doing it because you need to get it out of you and it has to go somewhere. Yeah. So I'll do that anyway, whether you laugh or not, but why aren't you laughing? Yeah. Right. Like, you know, <laughs> That's the equation. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like work with me here. So exactly. yeah, it was just, it was a, a, a major high. It was a major uh, high and a pandemic low. <laughs> oh, That's so great. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you all for sharing that and digging, digging deep. And, you know, I have to say something here. When I look into each of your faces, uh, I, I know Alexi a little bit, but when I look in my faces, <laughs> uh, well, Alexi just gave me a big stare. Uh, when I, when I uh, look into your faces, uh, just meeting you, there is something that I see other than smiles and, and energy. I see light. I really honestly mean that. There is a a light within each of you that I can instantly see just meeting you for a few minutes. And that is the kind of thing that connects with the X factor. They talk about it connects with celebrity. It connects with people you want to watch or be around the people that you believe in that they, they can overcome things. There's always that light and you spot it in people and you look at them and go, I bet that person's got it going on or I want to know that person or whatever. And it's in all of you. I see it's just so obvious. So it's not, it doesn't surprise me to hear the stories that you're sharing and the way you express yourselves and what it meant to you and all that. So I, I just want to share that there's a commonality here that I bet when they kind of looked through all of the headshots and all the emails and all, and they kind of said, yeah, it's a group is a winner. Someone's someone's coming out of this may very well get on SNL, but <laughs> all of them have trajectories, you know, and that's something I think all of you have is that trajectory. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to play an improv game followed by a little deeper dive into each of your comedy and, and what makes you tick on that humor scale right after this. Sylvester Stallone, Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Demi Moore were responsible for the launch of Planet Hollywood. If Rob Schneider, Gary Busey, and Tara Reid were responsible for launching something it would probably look just like this show. This is Funny People Talking. It is time for our improv game. And now, an improvisational comedy game. Exactly. I have uh, conjured a game for us to play today. I think it'll be fun. I call it Specific Arguments. And the idea is that you are given three words you must work into the argument and an intention into the conversation and a relationship. 
And so it's a relationship and intention and three words that the two of you who are having the argument must work into the conversation meaningfully in some way. It may even drive the argument. And the game will be over, as always happens in improv, when it feels like the beat has arrived and I will call it. Okay, unless I'm in the game with you and we'll give that assignment to somebody else. So I would like to pit Gabby and Morgan together having an argument. So Alexi, I'm going to charge you with what the relationship, any relationship in the world between two people that Morgan and Gabby have. And we'll start there. And Kylie, I want you to come up with the intention, basically what they're arguing about in some some loose way. And I will come up with the three words. Cool. So Alexi. What is the relationship? Morgan, you are first shift cashier, and Gabby, you are second shift cashier, taking it off for Morgan. Great. Kylie, what, what is the uh, intention of the, of the moment or the reason for their argument? Gabby, your draw has been short five times. All right. Gabby, your drawer has been short five times. The words you must work into your argument are pineapple. Uh, vulture and swish. What's a swish? Like it can be a swish or a swish. Kobe. <laughs> it's oh, what you do like, with the, yeah. Like it ball. could be. That's one. Or what you do with mouthwash in your mouth. That's swishing. Yep, that swish. Oh. Uh, the, the way you walk down the street might be a bit oh. of a swish. You know, so you can decide what you want swish to be. So swish pineapple. And what was the other one I said? Vulture. 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 Okay. First and second shift cashiers. Drawer's been short five times. Vulture, pineapple, and swish. Take it away, Morgan and Gabby. Amanda, you want some pineapple? My mom cut them up for my break. They're fresh. Tiffany, we need to talk. Every single time I come back and I look over the drawer for the day, yours is short. Your drawer is short every single shift. No, short? By how much? 70 to $100 every single day. What? <laughs> yeah. That vulture Monique, you know, she's been coming to my drawer whenever I step out for a break and she just digs her hand in. I bet you she's been buying all those snicker bars with the... <gasps> No. Look, you know look, how look, she has like really stinky breath because she smokes too much? I, I see you trying to mouth with a scope. I see you trying to pass this off on somebody else. Okay? I'm not. That's not I'm not buying it. Because she has been here the longest out of anyone. She's a fantastic cashier. She trained me. There's no way. And yeah, her breath is bad, but that's beside the point. Amanda, look, I promise. I bet you if we look through all of those Okay, fine. Fine. I have been buying all of the scope mouthwashes so that Monique can switch her mouth during her breaks because I can't stand the cigarette breath with all the rotting teeth. And I have been sneaking them under here in the little area so that whenever she comes here to cover for me during break, she sees it and goes, oh my gosh, scope, I should rinse my mouth. And I'm like, yeah, you should. I'll be back. So I owe you how much money? 75 Dollars per day? Yeah. You've been here for about six months, so go ahead and do that math for me because I didn't go to college. Oh, my gosh. Let me pull up my cell phone, go on Google Maps, and um, 
Amanda, would you would you recommend a corner for me to stand on so I can make up all this money? <laughs> uh, and we, scene. We? I think, I think <laughs> that's it. That's and scene. Sorry, Morgan. No, all right, great. Thank you both very, very much. Okay. Uh, and uh, let's uh, let's do another one here. We're going to pit Alexi against Kylie. Good job, Gabby and Morgan. Uh, Alexi and uh, Kylie, uh, uh, you are going to have one heck of an argument. Gabby, what is their relationship, if you would, please? Any relationship in the world? Plane pilot and the attendant. I swear, what, are you a mind reader? I literally was thinking of that exact relationship, I swear to God. I was thinking All the candles I'm lighting up for wow. my clairvoyance. There you go. Okay. A pilot and a flight attendant are having an argument. And Morgan, what are the three words they have to work into their argument? And I'll give the intention. Got it. Um, okay. Outer space. Outer space. Converse, like the sneakers. Outer space and converse. And. Which also means opposite. Sundial. And sundial. Okay. <laughs> Outer space, converse, and sundial. Morgan Van Dyne, making it easy, everybody. And uh, the, ah, int- yeah, in, so in, in, the intention <laughs> I want to give you is jealousy. Jealousy. So a flight attendant and a pilot. Outer space, converse, and sundial, and jealousy is the intent. Alexi and Kylie, have your argument. This is your captain speaking. I just want to let you know that we will be coming down very momentarily. Your flight attendant will be coming through to collect your trash. Make sure your seat back tray tables are up. And now, oh, man, we're coasted. Look at those clouds. It's like out of space out there. Enjoy the rest of the travel. Talk to you soon. Oh, my God. Excuse me. Yes, I am the trash picker-upper. This is what I went to flight attendant school for. Excuse me. Excuse me. Converse out of the aisle. Thank you. Um, yeah, please. Trace up. We're about to... Oh, my God. I'm sorry for the turbulence, people. I'm going to go speak to the pilot. Excuse me. It's Converse. Again, move. 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 Thank you. Hey, um, pilot. Hey, 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 Tracy. Tracy, good to see you. You too. Um, so I was just, I had a question for you, mm-hmm. if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Right. Um, can, you, <laughs> can, can you look at me when I'm talking? Uh, well, I'm, no, I'm not with this guy. No, Kind of right. flying the plane here, you know? Can't right, really not well, that which way. is what I wanted to talk about. Um, yeah. I went to school for 10 years to do this. 10? Yeah, that's a long time. I only went to pilot school for like six months. I know. I have felt the turbulence, <laughs> as has everyone else on this plane. That's yeah. what I'm here to talk yeah. to you about. How did you... Oh, hold on a second. Oh, 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 oh God. God. Did you see that seagull? It just came out of nowhere. No, you know what oh I did God. see? The bottom of your heels. It's crazy. Because I fell on the ground. Are you... Tracy, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I just... I... Yeah. I, I, I want to be frank with you. Uh-huh. Wait, I thought your name was Tracy. Yeah. Yep. Here we go. Um, I don't know how you got this job, and I would like to trade. Uh, Tracy, you know how I got this job. My mom's a CEO, dude. Come on, like. Right. Right. Um, so if you could just move, I'm gonna take over, and you can you can pick up the trash now. Tracy, as much as an important job as picking up the trash is, because you know we want to make sure that we don't leave you know our treads on the earth. 
board the plane. Um, I really don't think my mom would take too kindly of me just handing over the wheel to you because she did pay for me to go to six months of training twice. So. Okay. Um, remember how I mentioned I had 10 years of school? Yeah, yeah. That's a long time. I know. I know. Trust me. I know. I know every single person who wrote every book ever. I know how to read a sundial. Oh, oh, great. Oh, Here we oh go. Oh, my okay. God. I... Oh my, That's you a saw how the sun was like just in my eyes like that? Like, what the hell? It's almost like we're in the sun's space or something. Yeah. Oh my God. Tracy, you're a fucking genius. I know. Move over. Well, Tracy, you know, once again. Move. I Tracy, I appreciate you're trying to come in here and help me out and everything. But like my mom, you know, she's really adamant. She wants me to make something of myself. And I'm kind of feeling this. Like, you know, I'm like this is a lot of power up here. You know, you mentioned your mom a lot. What do you want? <laughs> what do I want? What do, what do you, Pilot, want? Tracy, no one's ever asked me what I wanted. Mm. My mom's always just told me what I wanted. Yeah. You know what Tracy wants? The wheel. And you can think about what Pilot wants right after you move. Yeah, I don't know, though. Because, like, she might take the credit cards, and I don't Like, that's... Tracy, have you ever lived without your mom's credit card? Like, man, it's really rough out there. Hmm. I guess I'll have to imagine. Um, I think. Oh, oh man. Hey, look at me. Don't look is at that a sky. rain cloud? Don't look at oh the sky. Oh my god, is that a? Is look that a at rain? me. I think. I think there's thunder. I think there's some thunder coming. Uh, okay. Well, I've trained for this, so if you just want to move, okay, you're actually okay. The plane is upside down now. We didn't. Nobody had their seatbelts on. Everyone is just jumbling around. Okay, sorry. Um, should I make an announcement? You should. Okay, you know what? I'll just crawl back in this cylinder tunnel to the. You know what? Make the announcement, pilot. Uh, this is your pilot speaking. Uh, I really hope that you guys are enjoying the ride. Think of the turbulence as like an added Six Flags feature, oh, and uh, we should totally be to our destinations at some point this evening. Do you know where we're going? And <laughs> scene. <laughs> very good. Thank you very much. Great job. Great job. Great job. Not easy. All right. Let's do one more quick round. I will jump in because what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So uh, okay. anyone want to argue with me? Let's go, Mark. Let's go. All right, Morgan. Way the to go. M&Ms. Thank you. All right. And Gabby, uh, if you could go ahead and give us a relationship, any relationship in the world. Alexi, if you could be the intention and Kylie, you come up with the words, please. So what is our relationship, Gabby? Truck drivers, best friends. Truck driver, best friends. Truck driver, best friends. Beautiful. Thank you. Truck drivers and best friends. And, uh, or are we the, are we the best friends of truck drivers? I'm not sure. (laughs) Oh, okay. Got it. And, uh, and, uh, Alexi, what is our intention in the argument? Intention to someone wants to switch, uh, trucks with the other. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you. And Kylie, what are our three words we have to work into our truck driver argument? Hog moss. Did you say hog moss? Yeah. I don't know what that is, but yeah, it's I don't really wonderful. know what it is either. But... Hog moss. Hog... <laughs> but I have to write that down because I'm not going to be able to remember it. Hog <laughs> like moss. I've heard it okay. before. I don't really know. Go, go um, ahead. 
Hogmoss. Daisy's Cafe. Daisy's Cafe. Dave. Would you say David's Cafe? Daisy's Cafe. Daisy's Cafe. Okay. Technically not a word, but. Okay. But Daisy. no, no, we're going to go. Nope. Okay. In the spirit of yes and, I'm going to take it. Go ahead. And, um. Diamond. Diamond. Beautiful. Thank you very much. All right. Here we go. Morgan, buckle up. Uh, hey, Morgan. How you doing? You going, you going north or south? Uh, honestly, dude, I'm going like wherever the highway takes me, you know? <laughs> I don't oh, know. Yeah. All right, what are you hauling this time? I got some diamonds in the back. Whole truck of diamonds. Whole truck. I have no idea how much it's worth. Probably probably almost as much as my van. Yeah, probably probably a lot. Like maybe be careful who you tell that to, you know? Oh, um, yeah, good point there. <laughs> I, yeah, I got a truck full truck. Of, um, of diner stuff. For uh, some Daisy's Cafe, something like that. Oh, I love that place. Oh, yeah. Oh, they've got good chili. Yeah, but don't eat it before a long haul. Oh, yeah. Oh, good advice, my guy. Yeah. 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 So, so your uh, Daisy, your diner stuff. What do they got there? Like, uh, like bar stools or napkins or toothpicks or whatever. I definitely saw some like forks. Pretty exciting. You know, like your diamonds might be worth like a, a, a big chunk of change, but these forks yeah. are like pretty high quality. Like I think they're real silver. So, yeah. yeah, well, look, I know you and your fork collection. So this ought to be like very special trip for you, you know, because like, you know, you're not going to I mean, I don't know if all those forks are going to make it all the way to the destination. Wink, wink, nod, nod. <laughs> uh, so, but can, can I just tell you something, though? What's up, my guy? Now that I think about it. I'm missing like five forks from the cab of my truck. I had to eat with my hands that that chili last time. Oh. You ever drive a big rig with chili on your hands? Well, not chili specifically, but mac and cheese a couple times. Yep. Yeah. Mac and cheese is for hacks. Yeah. I had hog maw one time. Oh, yeah. What's that? Uh,. I don't even know it's, what that is. It's actually. a German dish, actually. It's usually ah. served at like Christmas time, but I like to eat it all seasons. <laughs> so. Uh, all right. Well, you ever you ever drive a big rig with hogma on your hands? A couple times, my guy. <laughs> what a, what mm-hmm. a mess! <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, you know, you don't have to be a show off. Always Look. bragging about this. I got more forks in my collection than anyone. I drove. With Hogma like two times. Okay, my guy, your opening line to me was, "Oh, this truck full of diamonds." Come on, it's a fact. I'm not bragging. Uh, I also okay. have. You could have kept I, it to yourself. I had like an an entire an entire truck of ventriloquist dummies last week. Didn't talk to anyone about that. No bragging there. That was way more interesting than a truck full of diamonds. That's freaking embarrassing. You know what? You know what, though? If you think that and you're complaining about your lack of uh, forks, why don't we just trade trucks? Then it's not an issue. I'll happily eat with my bare hands uh, in exchange to have a big old truck of diamonds. Wait a minute here. That You said that too easily. That came too quickly. You never want to trade your truck. That beautiful purple truck with the giant flame down the side, you would never trade that up. That 
okay, you know what, you're right, because I did spend a lot of money on the customizations of my truck. That said, I guarantee that delivering these diamonds is going to be a big enough paycheck to do it even better. And I decided I want a neon green truck instead of purple. So stop making assumptions about my intentions, okay? Okay, I will, but... I will say I finally understand why you put Hogma on the side of your truck. There you go. Yeah. It's culturally important to me and my German family. <laughs> okay, I got nothing. We'll, we'll, we'll say scene on that. Okay, thank you very much. Morgan and Gabby were much better than Morgan and me. And I think the difference was me. So uh, very nice. Thank you all. Thank you very much for doing oh, that. Morgan, Alexi, Kylie, and Gabby for diving in. All right. Very, very good. We are going to take a quick break when we come back. I want to find out more about the connection of Alexi, Kylie, Morgan, and Gabby with humor. Right after this. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Funny People Talking and Elsie at Elsie the Producer. And please, for the love of all that is holy, subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you. All right, we are back with... Alexi, Kylie, Morgan, Gabby, Gabby, Morgan, Kylie, Alexi. Uh, we are going to round this turn with, <laughs> I don't know, Alexi was doing some sort of Edward Scissorhands action there or something. <laughs> so, uh, Gabby, I want, I want to pick on you first. Tell me about the first time that you realized that you were funny enough where you thought I might actually maybe try to make a career out of this or make it a very meaningful part of my life beyond just messing around? What was the moment or point of time in your life when you think that might have dawned on you? It was at the second city when I participated in a free activity, I don't know what to call it, thing they do where it's called Coached Ensembles. I was just taking classes there to explore and become a better actor. And then I auditioned for something called coached ensembles. And what they do is once a coach, which is typically a teacher or uh, the Second City instructor or somebody that works with the Second City somehow, they create a, an improv team and then they train you uh, on a weekly basis. And then you compete with other teams that were also created by mm -hmm. the, the coached ensembles. And then, you know, the audience votes who they like best. And I remember exactly what was the, the scene that I was like, I could do this for a living. I mean, even if nobody pays me, at least so I can live as a, you know, with myself. And, and it was when I was trying out the calling out because I was still very new to improv and I was like terrified of making something, doing something wrong. And the, one of my ensemble members, it was an old women of color team created by John Hildreth who runs Jam Sandwich also. Uh, he keeps keeps it going now that we're call out. Shout out to uh, John Hildreth, um, to Jam Sandwich. And one of the ensemble members call, calls out for a bug. And I was like, I'll be the bug. I'm going to be the bug. I, I will be the bug. And then I came out as the bug. And then 
for some reason, I just loved hearing the audience just click with me and be like, how did they know it was a bug? Or like, they was like, stand like this, and they caught it, and they thought it was hilarious. And I was like, I want to be a bug every night <laughs> for the rest <laughs> of my life <laughs> to make, you know, I want to be someone's bug. And uh, I, I think I can only do that in comedy because I don't see Hamlet, uh-huh. you know, turning himself into a bug. Although, call out to all the worms on Hamlet. Anyway, that's a bug. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sorry. So long story short, that was the moment when I was like, I, I want to do this. So that was in 2019, summer of 2019. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, so it's actually been fairly recent, uh, a fairly recent development in your life to have that dawn on you. Yes, I, I, I always thought, so people used to say that I was funny because I tend to talk really fast and say a lot of obscene things out of nervousness or, you know, this weird, I don't know, just, it's, it's like my uh, mode of protecting myself. I don't know, I'm still dealing with it, you know, can't afford enough therapists. But I never thought it, it was like an actual performance I could put on, seriously. I didn't think I read enough, was smart enough, or, you know, had the vocabulary to, to, to be funny and smart. So I think that was the moment when I thought I want to do this more. And then when I did get the scholarship from the second city, you know, for, through the SNL, it was like an affirmation. Uh, I had just talked to Alex and Morgan and Kylie Y telling <laughs> it, uh, about how I had this imposter syndrome that I read. Yes. I was like, I'm having this imposter syndrome that I need to work through. And I decided that I am going to just own it. I, Good for I, you. Yeah. Thanks to all the group text messages back and forth and support. It's like, let's own it. We talk yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Good for you. Good for you. All right. Thank you, Gabby, for that. Alexi, you do stand up, you do improv, you, but you also, as you mentioned, you write, and that's a big part of sort of the differentiator for you. When was the moment that you first uh, kind of were able to admit to yourself that you were a good writer? Oh, God. Not that someone else said you're a good writer, but when you decided that I'm a good writer enough that that might be a calling card for me. I've had an interesting relationship with writing, like I mentioned, in high school and in uh, excuse me, middle school and high school. And sad to say, the beginning, not sad to say, but exposing myself, uh, beginning of college, I would write stories for my friends, whether it be a fanfic or like, honestly, anything, just a story for a friend to lift their spirits or something. Um, I knew that it was good. And I also have a bunch of just notes where I just type in my notes and I'm like, that's fire. Like, that's really good. And I'm a, I, I'm a theater major and I act and reading other people's words is really, I don't know, it's seeing how people can be moved through words is very beautiful. And I think that I also have that, I'll say power or art form, creative outlet where um, I write something or I say something and people are like, that's a really good point. And I'm like, well, thank you. I thought a lot about it. And so I, I don't know. I don't know if there's. So when a- they, they connect with your idea and get what you were trying to say, you say, I am able to convey that. I yes. am able to touch someone with my ideas and get it out of my head, out of my heart, and into theirs. Yes. That's success in building that bridge. Yeah. And, and then only... you believe in yourself that you know how to do that. 
Yeah. And I think sharing your writing with someone is a very like intimate thing. And mm-hmm. the larger the audience, the more or the less control you have over how people interpret your words. So it's been scary to share my writing with other people because they might, I don't know, have an experience with it that I didn't intend. But that is that's life like things you put things out in the world and other people have their lens on it. So, yeah, just owned it now. Very good. Thank you for sharing that. Kylie, what do you think makes you special as a comedian? What is that special quality or talent in all seriousness that if you were known for nothing more than this in terms of your ability, it would be for this thing? I feel like I'd have to say like a couple different things. So Uh definitely edgy. Okay. Is that shock value or is that, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Is that not shock value, value, but just like, like my stuff is my, my comedy is, is a commentary, right? Like, so my comedy, I also use as a commentary on like society or just my, my point of view. Right. So my, my comedy is very edgy because it's also very much, a lot of it is based in like topical issues. A lot of it, a lot of it is based in like race, but not necessarily like, oh, this is a, this is a race sketch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I do do a lot of like undertones because, you know, comedy is the best way to teach people. It's the best way uh-huh. to interact. With no people. question. You know, cause like nobody wants to sit and get a lesson, but if you can make someone laugh and maybe slip a lesson up in there or slip a little knowledge up in there. Like, isn't that isn't that the teachers you remember from school yeah, are the funny ones exactly. that made you right? That's who exactly. you remember. You'll never remember the 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 person that helped you understand the quadratic equation that one time when you when you're 62. You'll go, oh my god, Mr. Smith, he really knew how to connect math problems. But you remember the the teacher that sneezed in the middle of the class in science class and produced a bunch of goo that looked like a booger and everyone laughed. And then he said, see, this is how you rubberize X, Y, Z. And you go, Oh my God, I always remember that. Right. No, it's so true. Like all the, the zany teachers or that were like more creative, right. Think thought outside the box. Right. So my, so my stuff is very edgy. Most often than not, it's either topical or political uh, or like, you know, satire. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, that's my, comedic superpower is that I'm edgy and and my experience and I'm a mom you know what I mean so like I just have so much to play off of and like yeah just life experience I want to ask you about that edgy for one more moment and I don't know whether you can answer this or not because it, it may take an introspection that one can't do in a moment's notice why do you think you're edgy and and here's what I mean by that does that come as a artistic choice does that come because of, let's call it, um, whether it's anger or is it an outlet for you in a way to sort of take all those feels and channel them through a narrow tube and they come out as, it comes out as edginess? Is it a character you play in a way? Or is it the nature of the material that you choose to do requires the edginess to be delivered? Or is it something else? I feel like, for a quick answer, I feel like it's a little bit of a combination of like commentary. I need to, I need to speak on this and maybe a little bit of like snarkiness of like, I'm going to hold up a mirror to society and I'm going to show them how I see it or how I feel another take on it could be, could go or another spin on it. Like 
So for instance, I have a commercial parody called Maybe It's Melanin, and that's four black women, all different shades. And the tagline is like, it's not, you know, because it's like, maybe it's Maybelline. Like it's not, it's not Maybelline, it's melanin, you know? Um, It's melanin. Exactly. And that's literally (laughs) the end of the commercial. (laughs) When I wrote it, I didn't write it as like, oh, I'm going to write something to like, you know, have these black women. Like, I just was like, oh, this is funny. And yeah, like black don't crack. So like, I don't need Maybelline when I got melanin. So it just came together like that. But then at the same time, because it is a black woman writing this commentary with these four black women of different shades, you know what I mean? Speaking yeah. about beauty, then it automatically becomes edgy. So sometimes I think as women of color or non-binary people, I think sometimes when we write something, it doesn't it doesn't even have to be like, oh, I'm I'm writing this to be edgy or to give commentary. It could just be I'm just writing this to be funny. But because of the space that we're in, it comes it it has all these just, caveats on it anyway. Like, I feel that, dude. Yes. Gotcha. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate that, Kylie. Uh, Morgan, you, you mentioned a health issue, and, and I know you identify as uh, non-binary. And so my question is, how much does your humor uh, – first of all, what is your humor? Are you a sketch? Are you improv? Are you stand-up? Uh, what's your primary – or writer – what's your primary – way of delivering that first of all but how if at all do those things end up impacting the humor you do or does your humor have nothing to do with those things and that just happens to be who you are uh i think both are true i write both sketch and i do stand up i've been doing sketch and like sort of like sitcom style writing for a little bit longer than i've been doing stand up um but i've been several years deep in both of them so <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I think like both are true. I talk about like my illness and my stand up all the time because it is okay. a really big part of my life. And I also think okay. people really don't understand what it's like to live with an illness. And I don't even mean like people don't get like how bad it is. I think people have like, I don't know, this idea that it's, oh, it's so sad and you can't do anything. And it's like, yes, I can. I can do all the things you do. I just have to work harder and I'm in pain the whole time. Like, <laughs> so I like having the ability, especially in stand-up, to be able to be like... Insert laugh track right there. Right? Yeah. So. <laughs> um, I like to be able to talk about that stuff because I feel like it's important and it makes a difference. And I've had people, you know, like one of the most meaningful interactions I had was this woman was like, uh, my daughter is chronically ill and your stand-up set made me realize that like the way I talk to her is really like ableist and not cool. And um, I think that kind of thing is very dope because like... Oh, yeah. I, I may have improved somebody's life by being funny. Are you kidding? That's so dope. But I also write a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with me at all, you know, necessarily. Like I like to write social commentary. I also like to write things that are just like dumb and funny. Like, you know, real, like I love just like stupid humor. And I think I like to have a lesson in my comedy, but I think it's like really necessary to keep things light too and just be like, you know. Yeah. A goof. <laughs> Thank you for that. Do you have a favorite stand-up joke? It doesn't have to do anything with your health. But do you have a favorite stand-up joke, Morgan, that you keep trying and you know it works, but it just hasn't quite connected with audiences yet, but you're willing to keep giving it a life? Yeah, I think all stand-ups have like their like, their, like pet jokes. They're like your favorite. Yeah. And... uh <laughs> It's so funny to you, but every time you say it, people are like, what are you talking about? You know? Um, right. 
So what's your pet joke? What, um, to, I have this one share? recently. Like I've had a few, but I've, I've had this one recently that I just, it's really funny to me, but it's also cheesy and I understand why it doesn't work anyway. Okay. Um, so I have this joke about like, so I was dating this guy who's like training to be an astronaut. And I keep telling this joke that, you know, I keep telling this joke that, that it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, like the, I don't know how like clean I should be on here, but you know. No, we'll tell, go for it. All right, all right. I'm not going to censor your humor. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, the sex has been good, but I wouldn't stay out of this world. And that's mostly because he says he'll stop hanging out with me if I keep saying it. <laughs> um, <laughs> really cheesy and lame, but I, it tickles me. Because it's true. I have said that to him, and he gets he's very annoyed by it, and that's why I think it's funny because it drives him nuts. So <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny. Thank you, thank, thank you for sharing you. Thank that. Thank you. It, it's 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 an unfair thing to tell a stand-up comedian, "Hey, would you tell me one of your jokes right now on command?" <laughs> dance, monkey, dance. You know what I mean? So it's like, thank you for that. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks. Gabby. I didn't ask you before. Where has your humor been aiming? What kind of comedy have you been primarily doing? Have you tried stand up? Are you are you mostly improv? Are you mostly a sketch? What 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 is your thing? So because I am I am new to this, I would say I have dabbled in everything. Uh, I do like stand up. I only have done maybe six or seven open mics and uh, like performances. And my humor is I I do consider myself to be more topical. And I do like to be, I don't know if the word is satire, but um, I, I would say it is a little bit of satirical, but some of the stuff that I just consider truth can be considered satirical just because it's from the point of view of the audience, which has yet to have been people that come from my background as like, you know, I'm a light skinned mixed Latinx you know, Cuban American, whatever, you know, um, uh, woman, it's just uh, so like, oh, I think my jokes are just the result of constantly living in like this weird paradox of having to justify my identity. And then when I choose not to, and then, um, it's like, I don't know, it's weird. I, 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 sometimes I just look at the world a certain way. And, and automatically the way that I see things, it's just funny to someone else because they may think it's, oh, I've never thought of it that way. And I'm like, this is the only way I know how to think about it. But then, so a lot of my comedy that no one understands, like if I had pet jokes, they all come from sort of being Cuban American or an American born in Cuba. And a lot of my humor is from my experience living in during this special period in Cuba, like in the 90s when the Soviet Union fell apart. So a lot of people don't know that, let's say, Cuba was a part, you know, was connected to the Soviet Union. So every time I drop jokes about uh, things like that in conversation, when my friends are from Bosnia, you know, or former Yugoslavia, Bosnia, Croatia, and Serbia. So like I, I do surround myself with those people and or Russian or Belarusian or people from, you know, that understood what that is. They think it's hilarious and we can all like catch each other, but I'm just trying to transition into what if my audience has no idea, <laughs> but that's funny to me. Like, um, so I'm trying to find common ground between maybe the special period just meant growing up poor and how, you know, and then that the audience can relate to that. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe having jokes about being, you know, Latinos trying to give out compliments to me every time I try to say like, no, my dad's black. Uh, it's like, no, your dad's not black. Your dad's Cuban. I'm like, yeah, slave trade, um, yeah. <laughs> heritage. Yeah. Uh, yes, my dad's black. And yes, my mom is uh, white. Like, no, your mom's Latina. I'm like, yeah, well, she's, her ancestors are from Spain and Portugal. So that's Europe. Uh, same place where the Brits came from. And then also Latinos. So then it's funny because then when I'm with Americans that are not familiar with the islands, I am never black enough. I am never, you know, but then when I'm with my people, they're like, you're just a light-skinned black person. You don't have, you know, you have the privilege of being light-skinned and not black. But then if I say that to somebody who's like African-American, they're like, no, you're just Latino or Cuban unless they know because maybe they're from New York or they're from Chicago or they're from Miami. But then in Kentucky, which is where I'm at, they're like, aren't you Mexican? And that's like everybody. For the longest time, I was just like, what part of Mexico is Cuba? I was like, you know what? It's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can swim. You can swim to it. Yeah. I know. I know. So it's all of that to me is where my humor comes from. So a lot of it is my identity. Gotcha. And a lot of it is like no one knowing my identity. It's like so funny to me. I don't know what to do with it anymore. So I may as well make some jokes. Thank you. And and let's just say for the sake of argument that you, the the audition or the packet that you submit to SNL just doesn't end up with you being on that show. So that's not the trajectory. What is your intention of where your comedy could go over time? What would feel like success to you other than landing that kind of a gig? Oh, feature length comedy films, short length sketch series. As an I, actress, I'm, as a writer, what, as a producer, what, what is your... I'm a better actor than I am so far a writer. Uh, I've never... I mean, I guess I could produce. I can get money. Uh, but <laughs> uh, I can be the hands-on producer and then someone else yeah. can get the money. Um, definitely a writer, I mean, a per, a actor first, writer second, because I, I think I have been learning to do that. All right. Thank you, Gabby. Kylie, I wanted to ask you, tell, tell me about what your perfect career looks like as a comedian. If you know, you're 20, 30 years out and you're looking back over your career, Trying to be like in the real world and not like, you know, fantasy. Oh, my God. You know, I have a gold palace and I've made, you know, Emmys and Oscars and all. But from a sort of realistic path, what would be a career that you look back and say, yeah, that was good. I like that. I would say, let's say 20, 30 years down the line, then I would love to be show running at that point. It would be even more amazing if I was show running for my own show, like getting my ISA on where I've, you know, created wow. something, writer, maybe not necessarily director. I'll give that hat to someone else, but definitely starring. <laughs> um, and maybe, you know, if it's, well, I would say yeah. show running is definitely on my goal list. So show running, booking a dope co-star on a comedic series that is, you know, successful. Like I would love to do like a, a blackish or something like that. Yeah. Continuing to create my own content. So being a staffed writer, um, but also on the side, you know, continuing to do the stuff that I do. And I, so I have a platform called rock the bells comedy where it's a platform for predominantly BIPOC comedians and musicians. I would love to see that on a network 
or streaming, like a major network or a streaming platform so that I can continue to give back yeah. and, and help other people through the reins. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will, I will though, Mark, I will have a house in Mexico. It's not, it's not going to be a gold palace, but that is attainable. Oh, <laughs> it is attainable. Absolutely. It's probably attainable now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no. <laughs> it's just that mean? it's just that in Mexico you got to pay in cash, so I don't have that kind of cash right now. Oh, I see. Okay, got but, it. But yeah. believe, I've already researched it. But believe me, it's coming. So I'll have my my house Good. in Mexico. Definitely still have a spot in the states. But honestly, I would love to like live someplace where quality of life is much more important than it is here in America, and then come back to like film or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we abuse the crap out of ourselves here. Yeah, we that's do. For sure. <laughs> wow, that's a really interesting. Thank you. Um, how exciting! But I have a, uh, I, I have. It's not a challenge because I don't want anyone to feel like they somehow have to have to say good idea or I'm going to do it. But I have an idea for the four of you. Now I know there's going to be a lot of demands on your time with Second City. I, I know obviously Kylie, you've got two kids, and everyone else may have jobs or whatever. Uh, and and you know there's a, other things, but. And I don't know what the rules may be for you, by the way. Maybe there's something contractually you're not allowed to do. But what would happen if Alexi, Kylie, Gabby, and Morgan carved out a little web series together over the next number of months that you just sort of did behind the scenes and you all figured out how you could do something that would connect with all of your talents and showcase you when you walk away from the Second City experience, not only do you have wherever that can bring you, but you've already formulated the series that even if just one of you gets on the star and the trajectory starts, you're all attached to that other person with this little series. And you can each start experimenting with the things that you know you really want to be doing. You know what I mean? Like Gabby can act, Alexi can write, you know, Kylie can show run Morgan, you know, everyone can do the things that are important to you in this little series. And you you can figure out a way that it fits with the rest of your bandwidth. So it's not this overwhelming thing, but just thought I'd throw that idea because how interesting would that be? Someone might pick that up even just as an article. Look what these, look what these people did. Right. And look, Mark, Mark Rocco was the uh, financial producer of the web series. Well, certainly in spirit. Yes. (laughs) It was, it was monopoly money, but yes, it was exactly. But it was, but you know what it was? It was, it was, uh, and look, nobody should feel obligated to even be inspired by that idea, but Think about what could you do? You know each other now. What? How amazing would it be, even if you didn't do a series, even if you just did one cool collaborative thing on your own? Second City didn't even know you're doing it necessarily, as long as it's not against the rules. You know, you're just doing it, and then it's just like a thing out there. How cool. So just a thought. We've been in talks about that. We've all. Beautiful. So So stay tuned, everyone. Yay. (laughs) Yay. I am a SAG actor, and if for any reason you decide to do something and you need some middle-aged, bald, white guy as, <laughs> a, as some bit part, uh, I'm happy to, uh, to, to volunteer to be helpful. Okay, one more yes. thing. I'm going to kind of go around, go around the, the rosy here. I don't know if I gave everyone equal time, but hi. Hey. Hello. Baby's up on hi. mommy's knee right now. Hi. Okay. Alexi, Kylie, Gabby, and Morgan, I want you to tell me as we go around the the road here, out of anyone that's alive right now that is 
uh, entertainer or, or is in the entertainment field, I should say, if right now you had the opportunity to collaborate on a project in any way that makes sense to you, who would that dream person be and what kind of project would you work on with them? So Alexi, who is your dream collaborator out of anyone in the world that's alive? And, and what kind of project would you do if that person, this is about putting it out to the universe. Oh God, that's a large question. And I'm talking. Yeah. And I want to, I want to point out, this is all theoretical. So just cause you say it now does not negate every other possibility that's out there. Just to be clear. That's such a hard question. <laughs> John Relaney, Nick Kroll, Trevor Noah, Issa Rae. You said one person, but one person, <laughs> if I could manifest that by speaking, um, I'll just say Trevor Noah. Um, uh huh. And I would make, I don't know, the weirdest, the weirdest thing I could with putting both of our brains together. It's like, okay. Um, I don't know. I think he's very, very intelligent. And I would like to, I'd like to use his analytical skills along with, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying, but you know, <laughs> Trevor Noah, if you hear this, hit me up. I, I have an idea. That's it. All right, and Morgan, what is the title of Alexi's project with that information? Ooh. Weird, weird social science. Weird social science starring Alexi Bolden and Trevor Noah, or or collaborated on. Excellent, thank you, Kylie. What is your dream collaborator, and what kind of project would it be? I feel like this is such a tough question because of course, like <laughs> there's Why so ask many it? talented people out there. And yeah. oddly enough, I've actually, I've had the opportunity to, to collaborate with a few people. All right. I don't know. Okay. I would probably say because he's my all time favorite comedian right now and has been for a little bit. I mean, yeah, sometimes problematic, but I would love to have a sit down with Dave Chappelle. Ah. I can't even say if it's yes. a collaboration. Like, you just want to pick just, his brain, yeah. have him I open just, up to you. Yeah, I just want to talk to him because he he can deliver jokes that no one else can deliver. Yep. He can, he can, he's so intelligent that he can do it in a way where, I mean, there, no matter what, as a comedian, there's always going to be someone that's upset with you, right? There's yep. always going to be an audience. And, and yeah, he, he definitely straddles that line of problematic yeah. with, you know, the non-binary comments and stuff. Yep. But I would love to pick his brain because the way that he's able to to flip this race stuff, like, and I feel like he gets people to listen, you know? Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, excellent. Gabby, what would be the title of Kylie's sit down with Dave Chappelle? <laughs> Why, Dave? Oh, okay, I see. And what's great is you can say that lots of different ways, you know? Why, Dave? Why, Dave? Because Kylie's going to be uh, picking at Dave's brain, and it'll be why picking Kylie, why Dave? Exactly. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Gabby. Great. Thank you, Kylie. Uh, Morgan, dream collaboration. What kind of project? Easy. I've been ready. Okay, it's Bill Hader. <laughs> Bill Hader. Yeah. And it's because, one, I just, like, love Bill Hader. He was, uh, who was on SNL during 
like my formative years that makes him sound old I'm so sorry Bill no I was like in high <laughs> school though and so he's he's just like <laughs> but I really think we both have this like we both are kind of like light when we talk to people but our comedy is very like dark and there's yeah. this almost like really uh like juxtaposition between our, our demeanor and what's happening in our brains and i think if we got together we could make like some really like absurd dark comedy um, yeah. and i think that would be awesome <laughs> I, by the way yeah totally can visualize that by the way yes i i, I actually believe that you know i believe <laughs> that uh, like you two could play two halves of a whole yeah you know, yeah i feel like head, some kind so. of story where like i don't know we're both like sad boys because that's what we are and then we meet each yeah. other and we're like, ah, yeah, fuck the world. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, we'll Morgan. It out. Kylie, what's the title of uh, the Morgan Van Dyne and Bill Hader uh, 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 <laughs> oh. title to be determined project? It's dark and they are they. Yeah. It's dark <laughs> and they are they. I love Beautiful. it. Wow. <laughs> I'll send you out a check for credit. That's right. Part of that was an homage to DMX. That's right. There you go. Oh, and, and by the way, I would say I think that was technically edgy, Kylie. There you go. <laughs> On brand. Technically edgy. Gabby, who would be your dream collaborator, living living person, and what kind of collaboration would you do if you could? So I want to collaborate with, <laughs> I know this is, I need to open up my horizons, but I love this Cuban comedian that lives here in the U.S. in Miami, so he, and he's very relevant. His name is Alexis Valdez. I want to collaborate with him, and I want to do the sort of like the Latinx version of... You have to know this independent film to know what I'm talking about. There's like a, a feature-length film called The Unicorn Store with Brie Larson and Samuel L. Jackson. So I want to do The Unicorn Bodega. And <laughs> Alexis Valdez would be the Samuel L. Jackson and I would be uh -huh. the Brie Larson. And <laughs> But, you know, it'll be kind of like, I guess, it'll be funny. I won't be making fun of the movie, but it's kind of like, Basically, it's the same story, but without the privilege and the status of that character. Yeah. And just bring it down to like, what if, you know, <laughs> what if it were, you know, me <laughs> and all the girls like me <laughs> a little bit here and there, you know? Yeah. yeah. Did you just think of that now or is that something you've been thinking about? So, uh, yes and no. So that... Unicorn Bodega, I just thought of that now, wanting to collaborate with Alexis Valdez and that being one of my favorite movies. It, no, that's sold. That's, that's, I have working with Brie Larson, I have working with Alexis Valdez on my wall. But when you asked me that question, I was like, oh my gosh, I got, and Alexis Valdez is an amazing director. Uh -huh. uh, I mean, if you can find his films online uh, translated, I will say there are some. Things Cuban film has not gotten over that American Hollywood, I mean, like Hollywood is trying to, you know, transition on, uh, has done a better job pointing out Cuban culture, especially his older films, eh, could be, there are little mm. things here that might not be considered as funny. 
but uh, he has, you know, things have changed. And I absolutely, but I, I think he's an amazing director. He's an amazing actor. I, I would love to work with him. Yeah. And I think the, the Unicorn Bodega is definitely something I would love to do. <laughs> unicorn <laughs> Bodega. I love it. Well, I don't see any reason to ask this question, but I'm still going to do it. Alexi, what is the title of Gabby's collaborative project about the Unicorn Bodega? <laughs> unicorn Bodega? Did anybody say that yet? I think that's a really, I think that's a really good idea. Okay, so the title of the Unicorn Bodega project is Unicorn Bodega. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's I didn't see that coming, honestly. Alexi. That was like Bodega. right out of yeah, exactly. Thank so. you. I thought of myself. Very nice. Yeah, <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Great. All right. Very good, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, we probably could talk for hours, but we're not going to. But I would like to just do one quick round, Robin, how everyone can find you, let's say, on social media or wherever you want to send people to see your stuff. So, Alexi, since we're talking to you, what, how do people connect with Alexi Bolden, uh, social media or what have you? Yes. Um, Instagram and Twitter. My handle is Alexi Bolden. A-L-E-X-I, B as in boy, O-L, D as in dog, E-N. Alexi Bolden. All right. Thank you, Alexi. Congratulations and best of luck to you. Kylie Y. Turner, how do people find you? The best way to find me and to check out my stuff is either my website, which is www.kylieyturner.com or on IG, which is at Madam Starlight, M-D-A-M-S-T-A-R-L-I-G-H-T. I find it very interesting that you chose to spell Madam Starlight, but you didn't spell your name, which is K A I L I. Is it is it Kylie Y Turner? Is yep. that so? It's K A I L I Y T U R N E R. I guess so I figured they'd have a harder time with Madam Starlight. <laughs> Was it a Madam with an E or without one? It's not. So See, lost. that's why I spelled it out. There you go. Exactly. Thank you very much. Outstanding. Well, as well, congratulations to you and very bright future ahead of you for sure. Morgan Van Dyne, how in the world can people find you? <laughs> uh, the, the You'll be like, I'm on the corner with the red moon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I live at, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. The easiest way to find me is um, either Instagram, which is just at Morgan Van Dyne, V-A-N-D-Y-N-E, or um, on TikTok. I do a lot of like sketches on there, um, and that's they underscore morgan easy peasy very cool thank you very exciting future head i love i love just you're so just morgan van dyne <laughs> thank you you know what i mean you're just you <laughs> weirdly people it's say so, that a lot i'm not sure exactly yeah. what they mean but i won't change anything no what i think it is is oh look there was i don't mean to draw a direct line here but like <laughs> there was no other robin williams it was just robin williams there is nobody else like him that you've ever seen. Yeah. His per, not just his comedic ability, but just who he was was a unique thing. And I think Morgan Van Dyne, and I, I, I don't mean this, I don't mean to not say this about the rest of you either, but I'm saying, Morgan, clearly you are, you are just you. And, and, uh, and we you. just gotta, we just gotta get more people to notice. Putting that on a resume. So, Thank you. Yes. All right. Yeah. I like it. It's like more of a nine. I'm just me. Their website has now. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you very much, Morgan. Uh, Gabby Castillo, uh, how do people find, locate you and, you know, hire you? 
You can find me on Instagram by using my handle, which is Gabby1086. And the way I spell Gabby is G-A-B as in Bravo, I as in Illinois. And the numbers 1086 as in my birthday, October of 1986, send me chocolate so I can give it to my mom so she can get a migraine because she's allergic and <laughs> my, but she loves it she's really it's like I'm lactose intolerant oh my God. Flan, <laughs> no matter yeah. what it's worth I'm like, it I'm gonna have flat I'll be bloated and fart all night but I am having it anyway <laughs> sorry that was Gabby 86 that's that's all the time we have everybody that's our show <laughs> and uh if you want to find out about my project um it's a, a, a theater project that I'm working on. It's called Lady Alhambra. You can go to the website, which is ladyalhambra.com. But if you go to my IG, that is the website that I have on my IG anyway. So I know that's shorter, sweeter, more, you know. And your IG is, I'm sorry? It's <laughs> G-A, B as in Bravo, I as in Illinois, 1086. For my birthday, October 86. You can always you find me on my birthday. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Congratulations. Uh, Good luck with the project. That's really awesome. Yay. All right. Well, thank you very much, all of you, for taking some of your day to be here together. You are four wild, funny, talented, inspiring people with a lot of light in your faces that you're about to shine on the world. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah. Thank All you. All right. So that that is it for funny people talking. Uh, what a great show this was. What a privilege to have these four amazing comedians have a bright future. Check it out. Uh, Second City Now, SNL later. Peace out. And Oh, hey. Hi. I didn't know you were coming in. I have a guest here who wants to say hi. Is it Tina Fey? I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's close. This is this is our producer Elsie. Oh hi! Hi Elsie. Elsie. She's bacon. She's cantankerous, and her cat's in a jazz band. She's the producer. It's Elsie. Hey. Uh, she came over to pick up some stuff. I didn't even know you were gonna make it here. So yeah, you're, you're like, yeah, I did, I did, yeah. All what right. Do on a so night? yeah. What are you doing on a Friday night? <laughs> I'm picking up crap from. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks, Elsie. That's Alexi. You know Alexi, and Kylie Y. Turner, amazing, edgy comedian. Morgan Van Dyne, only one of Morgan, that's for sure. And Gabby Castillo, so funny. And she's going to be a big actress, if nothing else. And four amazing scholarship recipients. Well, nice to meet you all. Um, Congratulations. I heard a lot of big things are coming your way. So awesome. And uh, I can't wait to hear your episode once it's all edited and stuff. So congratulations. Have a good weekend. You too. Thank you. You You too, too, Elsie. Sorry, no end of show food happening. I just came to pick up stuff, so. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Have a good night, Thank you, Elsie. Bye. All right. Oh, that's cool. All right. Thank you, everybody. Congratulations. That's it for our episode, everybody. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Dresden, I'm sorry you were not able to make it. Uh, good luck with your flat tire. True story. Not making that up. Poor Dresden. Uh, we will see you uh, very soon with another great episode. Until then, have a great day, everybody. We appreciate you. And stay funny. Bye-bye. <laughs> 
That's it? That's the end of the show? Boy, oh boy, what a crock. This was Funny People Talking. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at Funny People Talking or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard.